Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. Whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world, we certainly wouldn't be here without you. Today, I'm bringing on Dr. Joe Newsma, and I got to tell you, this was a fun interview. <laughs> Maybe one of my favorites in this in the last little bit. You know what? I th- I'm just going to be real with you here for a moment. Sometimes you have some people. I've been doing this for a long time, and some interviews are better than others. And I really feel like some people hold back their opinion because they're afraid of what people think. I got to tell you, Dr. Joe, <laughs> he is not worried about what anyone thinks. He's open and honest. He's candid. He's going to be telling you things that you might not want to hear, but this is a holistic show. I, I do want to mention that. Just because I'm bringing on Dr. Joe doesn't mean I agree with everything he's saying, but I think that he holds a lot of value, a lot of truth with where he's coming from. And I feel like everyone's perspective is worth sharing. And he's a toxicologist by trade. He knows what he's talking about. He's been in the the pharmaceutical industry for years. And in many cases, people don't want you to know some of these things. I got to tell you, it's not going to be on mainstream news, but... It's definitely worth thinking outside the box, especially if we've been programmed to think one way. Dr. Joe, he's going to tell you things that you may have never heard. So <laughs> I want you to brace yourself. But it was a really a fun, a fun, it was an enjoyable interview, regardless of what you believe and how that comes across to you. I think that sometimes hearing things in different ways or from different people could be beneficial. And again, listening to someone else's perspective as well, you never know. Hopefully it helps in different ways, and uh, that's what we have coming up. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. We've got Dr. Joe Newsma here with us. Welcome to the show, Dr. Joe. Thanks, Drew. I appreciate being on. I uh, I love doing these podcasts and seeing where the discussions go, and it's uh, it's always a lively conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Fantastic. All right, well, let's take a moment here. I always like to jump into the show. Let's get into some content. Tell our listeners who you are, what you do, maybe how you got into it. Uh, I'm Dr. Joe, and I have a PhD in toxicology. I have made uh, most of my living in the pharmaceutical industry in the last uh, 30 or so years. I have uh, extensive experience in human exposure to drug products, to chemical agents, and to biologics. So um, you could basically say that as a toxicologist, you know, the dose makes the poison and um, it's everything in moderation. But I'm one of those toxicologists that has the extreme view that uh, pharmaceuticals are actually bad for you. But we can get into that. 
and I have my own consulting practice, Superior Toxicology and Wellness, that uh, has been up and running for about uh, 16 years. And besides um, pharmaceutical consulting, I'm also involved with a company called Twin Oxide North America, which is a water purification company where you take chlorine out of the water uh, purification stream, you add twin oxide, and you remove all carcinogens from the water. So we could always talk about that as well. But uh, that's me in a nutshell, toxicologist and uh, ready to talk about whichever you want to talk about, Drew. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, I was initially... I didn't know. Like, I think I like I like the pharmaceutical angle. I think that I've got a lot of questions with that, especially what's going on now in the media and in the world. How did you get into? What were you doing before this? Uh, I was uh, a lowly undergraduate student in uh, Mount Pleasant, Michigan, and uh, my dad was an oral surgeon, so I thought I wanted to go right into medicine, following in his footsteps. And uh, in the late '80s, when I took my MCATs and did average and had a 3.3 GPA, which was very average, uh, medical schools weren't interested in uh, white males with average credentials. So I applied to eight medical schools and two graduate programs. I got into two graduate programs. So uh, I went out and did my PhD and I was working for Dow Chemical at the time and figured I would finish graduate school, go back to Michigan and work for Dow Chemical. But I did my graduate studies in Denver, Colorado, and you could actually see the sun between November and April. And once I finished my graduate school, I was like, why the hell would anybody move back to Michigan? And so um, I got a uh, job with uh, Sando, which was Novartis Pharmaceuticals. And so I was a uh, industrial toxicologist in a pharmaceutical company for almost six years. But And that six years taught me that corporate America and Dr. Joe's mouth were not going to be harmonious because they would ask questions with the full intent of never wanting an answer because it's corporate America. And so I got out of corporate America, started my own consulting practice because I knew that my mouth in corporate America didn't get along. <laughs> do you get a, a do you get any flack or do you get any, any issues with what you have to say about pharmaceuticals now from Oh, everybody's big pharma? got an opinion. <laughs> everybody's got an opinion. You know, the, what I did for Big Pharma was uh, it's always employee safety. You know, I've been an occupational toxicologist. So my bread and butter has been to set the amount of drug product that someone making the tablets or capsules could be exposed to before there's any increased risk of adverse effects. And it's my job to set the amount of drug A that could be found in drug B before it's a problem for the end user. So it's a lot of, of uh, employee safety and general public safety. So in the interest of safety, most pharma, they, they kind of leave me alone because they also know that whenever a drug product comes to market, there's a litigation budget. They set it aside from the very first dose of a drug that you sell because it's not if somebody's going to sue you, it's when somebody's going to sue you. And it's all of that legal, very fast talk on the drug commercials that uh, it's a reason for that because you know pharmaceuticals are wonderful. They change lives. They take care of problems, but they're also very evil in the fact that they have all kinds of side effects that can devastate lives. And it's, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard the saying, today's side effects lead to tomorrow's therapies. So they pay attention to what these drugs do, the thing that they want it to do, and everything else that happens. And if there's another marketable effect, they're all over it. You know, it's like Merck's Propecia. It was a it was a prostate cancer drug that during trials that people grew hair all over the creation. So so now it's uh now it's marketed for male pattern baldness. 
today's <laughs> side effects lead to tomorrow's therapies. You know, what's interesting is like, so we're in the holistic field of my business and the show is tagline naturally improve your or holistically improve your health one show at a time so i've always been more holistic more natural and i and i do agree like that there are benefits of pharmaceuticals without question but but the issue for me is that so many times there's the side effects out i feel like the side effects outweigh the benefits but then you're not taking one pharmaceutical you're taking another one because of the side effects and then the other one has more side effects so you're on a tackle box full of pills and i don't think you're getting any i don't think you're getting anywhere one's just covering up the other one that's exactly what happens i call that condition polypharmacy and the problem with polypharmacy is the way western medicine is set up physicians don't have enough time with patients and uh physicians see a patient for a specific thing they add one to three different drugs to treat that thing and send them on their way. And before the people realize they've seen three or four different physicians for three or four different things, and they find themselves on eight to 12 different medicines. And a lot of it is to cover the ass of the first medicine that's doing the job, but creating a different problem. And so this epidemic, if you will, just continues to cycle because physicians have one semester of pharmacology and they're not drug experts. They don't take the time to realize that the all of these 12 different drugs someone is on can have interactions. And part of my practice at Superior Toxicology is I have a program called HOPE, Health Optimization Prescription Evaluation. And uh, I take people's, phys uh, the physically take their drug histories, what they're on, what they've been on for how long, what the doses are and why they think they're on it and any potential effects that they think come from those drugs. And I give them the analysis to take back to their physicians or healthcare providers or holistic providers, whoever they're seeing, to ask the tough drug questions and make these guys prove why these people are still on these pharmaceutical products. Every single analysis without fail finds drug interactions between the drugs that these folks are on. And it's just, these folks are, are spiraling like out of control of their health and wellness because they're believing their doctors who don't have a clue as to what the drugs are doing or why they're on these drugs. They're, they're generally as smart as the last drug rep that sat across their desk. And they don't have the time to deal with these drug issues in these patients. So I offer that service to anybody who wants to know that. You know, you can get that at superiortoxicology.com. Just look for the hope button. But it's, uh, it's a chance for people to really reach out and grab their own wellness back from the pharmaceutical demons, if you will. Sometimes we can eliminate drugs from the profile. Sometimes we can reduce or change drugs. And sometimes we can get onto natural products. And the Western physician is the most arrogant in the globe because they think their training is superior to centuries of natural product work done in the Far East, and they ignore it. So why do you think people are so, I don't know what the word is, obsessed? Like, why is it so powerful when a doctor says, take this medication, when there's six or seven other ways that they could do first or that could that could heal them, pre, maybe even prevent and then heal. But we have to look at pharmaceuticals because that's what the doctor said. The, the, and that's the mentality right there. That's what the doctor said. In the United States, in the, you know, the Western Hemisphere, if you will, uh, the doctors are put on massive pedestals. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that if you graduate first or last in your medical school class, what do they call you? They call you doctor. And there are some people that uh, it's just they're, yeah, I'll say it. They are unscrupulous doctors. 
and there are doctors that are owned and operated by the pharmaceutical company. I read a statistic that 91% of doctors have received some sort of compensation from pharmaceutical companies to prescribe their drugs. That's why drugs are so rampant and permeate every aspect of Western society. Everybody thinks a drug is the answer. You know, I have type 2 diabetes. It's not because I do nothing but watch TV and eat Snickers bars. It's because there's not a pill to take care of my condition. You know, it's just, it reminds me of that movie Wally, where everybody lives in a hover chair and they've been doing it for so long that the bone structure is devolved and they can't even stand up anymore. If you haven't watched the movie, go watch it, Wally. But it's a, it's a constant battle between who really has your health and wellness at heart. Is it your, is it your MD physician? Is it your DO physician? Is it your chiropractor? Is it your holistic practitioners? You know, maybe the people that have the best thing going are the people that are in all of those buckets, you know, because the, the holistic practitioners are some of the smartest people I've ever run into. And I say that with absolute 100% respect. Some of the, the close on their heels are the chiropractors. And then the DO physicians, the doctor of osteopathy, because they learn manipulation. They learn how through manipulation of the body, you can, you can create a more healthy body environment and then the MDs really are, are in the last of the race because, you know, they pull out their prescription pad. And I suppose, like, it's pretty challenging when you have, well, you know what, I wanted to say that I feel like uh, what you mentioned there is that there's so many benefits from using a holistic approach. And I don't mean holistic approach, meaning naturopathic, for example. I mean, like, using all the technology or all the research that maybe even some of the pharmaceuticals have put together and the the generations of Eastern medicine that we know has been proven to work for years and years before there was pharmaceuticals. But if we were to put all that together, we would be so much better off. But it feels like it's black and white. It's got to be this side or it's got to be that side. We can't put it together because oh, you're stepping on someone's toes or you're going to make right. someone unhappy. And it's, uh, it's really, it, it comes up against your upbringing. It comes up against the foundation of what you were told from the day you were born. And I'll tell you what, it's just, it, it's what you believe. It's kind of like, are you in politics on Facebook? How many minds are you going to change? Zero, <laughs> you know? And it's just, it's what you believe from the get-go. If somebody has an open mind and what they've been doing isn't working and they realize that, that's step number one, that they need to realize what they've been doing isn't working. Isn't, wasn't it Einstein or somebody that said doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results is the definition of insanity or something like that? Exactly. I think it was, but yeah. uh, certainly relevant. <laughs> so so, what, so you guys, what is your passion? Why is it that you've decided to take a different route and inform people or show people that there's a different way? Well, I think it really got my attention when I was a still wet behind the ears PhD working in my first pharmaceutical job. And in the first three months that I was in this pharmaceutical job, I I had a guy who, you know, probably had a high school education and was he was called a QC sampler in our pharmaceutical plant. And he was uh, taking a sample of a drug called Alprazolam. Most people would recognize the brand name Xanax. It's an anti-angiolytic, you know, oh my gosh, life is tough. Give me something for it. They get Xanax. And the thing about it, the tablet of Xanax has maybe two or 3% active ingredient. And this particular QC sampler was taking a sample of a 55 gallon barrel of 100% active. And he got his face over that barrel and breathed in a lot of it. He spent five days in the ICU fighting for his life. And it was that incident that made me realize that drugs aren't actually the good things that everybody 
everybody lines them up to be. And that's where I said, there has to be a better way. There has to be a different way. There has to be a more inclusive approach so that if these drugs aren't necessary, let's get people off of them. And an angiolytic, come on, whatever happened to grabbing your bootstraps and yanking and saying, you know what? Yeah, life is tough, but it's tough for everybody. Let's talk about it and get through it. You don't need a pharmaceutical product to make everything better. (laughs) And it's that type of a approach. And I think the same thing with antidepressants. I think the same thing with with the massive epidemic of prediabetes in this country. You don't need a statin. The statins will absolutely destroy your life if you let them. Get off the couch and walk around the block once in a while. And it's that approach that that really defines my passion about, I know about the drugs and I know that there are some good things, but I guarantee you that there's more evils than there are good things with these drugs. So if you look like, if you look at depressants, for example, or antidepressants, there's, I feel like, especially everyone's stuck at home, no one knows what to do with themselves, finances, family. I bet, I'd imagine the prescription of these pharmaceuticals are going to go through the roof because everyone's sitting at home not knowing what to do. So we know as a wellness company, we do fitness and exercise and nutrition. We know that exercise can help improve your mind mentally, physically. But it's challenging to get someone in a highly depressed state to go out for a walk to get some fresh air or to go get some extra, do a workout. So it's the, nearly impossible. <laughs> right. So the so the answer for that is here's a pharmaceutical. What's the, is there a happy medium? Can we get to something like, well, I know you're not going to go do a workout, uh, but can we get you not to just pop pills and hope that's going to change your life? That's the key. I mean, it's really, uh, and it goes back to, it's very difficult to help somebody who's not willing to help themselves, Drew. And that's the the problem is how do you reach the folks that are reachable and how can you help them change their lives? And I tell you what, there, there's nothing more therapeutic than going down in my basement and putting on my, my sparring gloves and beating on the heavy bag because whatever was bothering me, and it only takes about 30 seconds before your arms don't like to beat on that bag anymore. <laughs> but it's something like that. It's it's a physical activity that changes the chemistry of your nervous system. That actually happens. Just like walking around the block, just like going for a bike ride, just like hopping in the pool and swimming, just like even getting up from your desk and, and ripping off 25 push-ups up against the side of your desk. It all helps. It helps your circulation. It helps your heart rate. It helps your, your mental sharpness. And it's education. Education is really the key that uh, you can't change things in a tablet or capsule form from your physician. It's going to be better off if you dive a little bit deeper within yourself and keep control of your own wellness. And Drew, as you know, you're in the business, but there's other components. You know, it's it's physical activity. It's getting enough rest. It's eating the right stuff. It's even making sure you're drinking more water than Coke or whiskey or even better together. You know, <laughs> it's taking care of yourself in a way that tells your body that, hey, I like being on this rock and I want to be here as long as I can because the poor choices are typically in that in the other direction. And, you know, today's environment, hey, you know, we've been home for what, two months now? I don't even know because I work from home, so nothing's changed for me. But um, here it is. It's like, okay, don't go to work. Don't get any income, but the government's going to give you 1200 bucks and that's all you have to live on. Well, guess what? 1200 bucks pays about 8% of my monthly bills. That wouldn't help me. And that would definitely send me into depression. So I think that we're going to see massive effects from the quarantine. And I think some of those are going to be tragic and I think some of those are going to be okay. 
And I think some of those are going to completely change lifestyles. Tell me about, I just want to mention, take a step back briefly. You said something about inactive ingredients and active ingredients. There's only two to 3% of active, I think you said. Right. Uh, I yeah. always like to read ingredients. We produce a couple supplements ourselves, but I like to read ingredients, see what's on the bottles. I always wonder, what's the other one? Like why, can you tell me real quick, why is it one active, one inactive? Well, the active ingredient is responsible for what they want the drug to do. All the inactive ingredients are to get the drug to act in the body the way they want it to act. So that's uh, that's where it is solubilized, whether it stays as a tablet through the stomach and dissolves in the intestines, or whether it uh, dissolves in the stomach. And then it also contains um, agents that help it be bioavailable. That's a big fancy medical word for how much of the drug product is actually available to the body to do the job. And it's also uh, sometimes part of uh, like extending the time of, of um, dissolution. So like an enteric coating, it will, it, it, the drug is made up in layers like an onion and it's like a slow release so that it, uh, uh, it affects how quickly the drug is absorbed and affects, basically it knocks off the peaks and fills in the troughs of a drug because the drug has to be at a certain level over time to maintain the pharmacology that it wants. And all of those inactive ingredients are actually very active in making that sort of thing happen to make optimal pharmaceutics. Okay. Well, you know, what's interesting to me is like, sometimes I'll look up, I'll look up on the back of a bottle and I'll do some research and there's a, there's a couple of ones I'll just throw at you real quick. There's like a, one of them is a whitening agent. I forget the, the scientific name or the chemical name, but I always find that's a bit, um, a bit surprising that, you know, they do different things to food, of course, to make it look more appealing. And then, but then you look at the supplement industry, they'll do some things like add whitening agents to make the pill white. Is that correct information that I've researched? Well, it depends on the, the color of the active ingredient and uh, the organic chemistry can result in different colors. And so uh, they actually put in a lot of dyes. And one of the most famous ones was like red number, I don't even know, but it turned out to be uh, carcinogenic. So that one was banned, but they didn't know that going in. So the all of the different colors are dyes. But if there's a slight off-white color to the active and they want it to be pristine white, yes, they can put in bleaching agents. And, you know, sometimes that's hydrogen peroxide and sometimes that's other type of, of, of bleaching agents and, and um, is it truly inert? There's a whole field in toxicology that uh, studies the subtherapeutic effects of exposure and it's called hormesis. So basically that goes to pharmaceuticals in the environment. You know, everybody and their brother is on these antidepressants and they, they are excreted in urine. So people use the restroom and it goes down the toilet, down to the publicly owned treatment works and then back out into the watersheds. What they're finding is low levels of pharmaceuticals in the environment. Is that a hazard? Well, the answer is we don't know yet. We're still doing that research and the field is called hormesis. So everybody has a general baseline exposure. It's kind of like Roundup. You know, they're finding glyphosate in Cheerios that they pick up at the grocery store for crying out loud. You know, how come you have a herbicide in the finished product? Does that make you think that maybe they're using a little too much of that stuff? <laughs> okay, so you have some of your own supplements. And uh, I know I don't think we'll have time, but, I, I, you know, everyone we talked about briefly, everybody is washing their hands and they're so scared to touch anything. You know, we, we have a few minutes, so do your best. <laughs> Okay. Um, the, my supplement of choice, which helps a lot of people to get off of pharmaceutical products is called C60 Complete. 
And C60 Complete is carbon 60, the world's best antioxidant, 127 times better than vitamin C. And C60 Complete is uh, formulated with black seed oil and curcumin. So if one were to go to PubMed, which is the public uh, medical database, and type in carbon 60, black seed oil, and curcumin, they would come up with 28,000 different hits on therapeutic products. The curcumin and black seed oil are a powerful natural products that's been known for centuries. And the guys at Live Longer Labs have formulated that with the C60. And that's really the closest thing to the fountain of youth that uh, I've found on the market is that combination of those three products. And it's it's absolutely stellar. And, and I recommend that when I'm doing my HOPE prescription evaluations because it helps with blood pressure. It resets the way the body does with insulin and it helps with pre-diabetes, and it's also antiviral and antibacterial. So somebody that's on C60 Complete has a much significantly less chance of picking up this coronavirus than anyone else. And with the coronavirus, since you asked me to touch on it, infection does not equal disease. You can be, uh, you can come in contact with this virus and your body can be healthy enough to fight it off. Your immune system is a wonderful um, barrier to all kinds of things in this world. Otherwise, people would have died a long time ago due to things like uh, tetanus or, you know, uh, E. coli or something along those other lines. But as long as people are smart, watch what they touch, where they touch it, and then what they touch after that and wash their hands and keep your hand sanitizer, you know, spray your shopping cart, spray your steering wheel, spray your phone. Uh, my, my wife is a pharmacist for Walgreens and she comes home and she religiously uses a, an alcohol wipe on her phone and washes her hands. And it's just what you have to do. The coronavirus, it's playing out in the media to be this big old scary thing. It's no worse than any other virus in the bag. It's no worse than flu virus. It's no worse than SARS virus. It's no worse than H1N1. It's no worse than avian flu virus. It's no worse than uh, HIV or hepatitis A, B, or C. Take your pick. It's, I mean, it's it's uh, you can catch it, but over 99% of the people are going to survive that. And if you're that 1% or less people that gets it very seriously or, God forbid, dies from it, that's going to suck. But no society can exist taking care of the needs of the few at the expense of the many. And that is the problem with what we're doing right now. We're taking care of the needs of the few at the expense of the many. So people need to get over their fear, get back to life as normal, get back to work, go back to the restaurants. I'll tell you what, I can't wait till I can go out and have some meal to eat that somebody else cooks and sit there and have a couple beers. I cannot wait for that. <laughs> I have to ask you real quick, what is it... Um your wife is a pharmacist. How does that work? Pharmacist at Walgreens. Yep. Okay. How does that work with <laughs> with our whole conversation? We have we, we have interesting discussions. <laughs> we have interesting discussions. I'm slowly winning her over. I'm gonna I'm going to assimilate her into superior toxicology and wellness, and she'll come around to my way of thinking. <laughs> that is but, but there's, awesome. there's also a, a yeah, there's another philosophical difference between my wife and I, uh, you know, me as a PhD toxicologist and her as a pharmacist, you know, I have the very, very radical view that everything under the sun should be legal. Legalize marijuana, legalize LSD, legalize heroin, legalize methamphetamine, put it all on the shelf and let the program build in the cost of rehab. So when people are done with those hard miles, the program can rebuild them. And that is one of the most radical points of view that a, that a professional toxicologist or in the pharmaceutical industry could have. And it, it goes against lots of other people's views. You know, my children, I educated them. You know, I grew up, 
I listened to the 911 call when I was a high school teenager from Len Bias, who's a basketball player for Maryland, who he just got drafted by the Boston Celtics and he did cocaine for the first time in his life and it killed him. And uh, so that was my upbringing. Oh yeah, illicit drugs will kill you. But uh, you know what? Uh, freedom of choice is freedom of choice. And what's the difference between marijuana and thyme that you put on your pizza? They're both herbs. They're both plants. They're both natural. And you can find good and evil for everything in a science argument. So if you truly are into the natural, you got to be all natural. Dr. Joe, is there anything that we missed before we wrap things up here? Uh, the two things that I would say is if you want more information on C60 Complete, you know, you can get it from livelongerlabs.com or superiortoxicologyandwellness.com. And if you want information on the HOPE program, Health Optimization Prescription Evaluation, you can find that at superiortoxicology.com. Awesome. That's fantastic. Thanks so much for the call today. Thanks for your insights. I had a blast. Absolutely. I did too. Happy to come back and talk about any of those other uh, cliffhangers we set up. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you got something out of it. I would imagine there would be some unhappy people, but there's nothing that we can do about that. We got to share this information. We got to put it out there. I think it's important to share everyone's perspective, regardless of what you believe in or what direction that you want to go with your health. This is a holistic health show. So I think that most of us are on board and understand that there's different ways to heal. There's different ways to prevent. There's certainly different ways to treat. And for me, I really feel like there's benefits from looking at the holistic realm of health and wellness. I without question believe in Eastern medicine and Eastern philosophies on how they heal and how they treat and how they prevent. And I feel like if we came together with modern pharmaceuticals and put different ways of treatment together, we would be much better off than picking one side or the other or saying, I'm not going to touch that. I'm only going to do this way. I certainly look to prevention whenever possible. First, prevention is always the first thing that we look forward, look for to improve our health on a regular basis, day in and day out. And then of course there's different treatments and then there's different ways, other ways that you can heal your body. But that's what we have for you today. Again, thank you for being here. All past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. So if you ever miss a show, you can always check out past shows there. We're also on all kinds of different podcasting platforms if you're not listening directly on or from a podcasting platform right now. Our main website is trueformlife.com. This is where we do meal planning, recipes, grocery shopping lists, at-home workouts. We teach you how to gain confidence with your workouts and in the kitchen. We want to help you feel better about yourself. We can do that by improving digestion, increasing energy naturally as well. So if you need any help, shoot us a message and we can certainly help. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.